astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Swick, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Cold this morning. I hope you. I hope it doesn't oh. sound too bad. No, it doesn't. Just a little um, groggy, a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, I know after recording all of those readings that we did, um, like a week and a half ago now, my I was va- babying my voice like at the end of the day, just because we did 67 readings or something in nine days. It was crazy. And, uh, now we just have three left to go that want it delivered at a later date. So, yeah, you know what? Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was good. Uh, we had a lot of interesting charts, lots of interesting things to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, I want to thank everyone that participated. Yeah. So today we are continuing our conversation about Neptune finishing up its time in the sign of Pisces as we go into 2024. And before we get into the last six signs of how this will affect uh, the chart, we just want to let everyone know that Mercury is about to retrograde here on the 13th. So we are already in the shadow period and, you know, Mercury gets a lot of attention in astrology, especially when it retrogrades. Sometimes we forget to even notate it because there's so much going on. Um, and um, so anyways, I we love to teach about Mercury retrograde and this idea of don't be afraid of it, lean into it. And we want to use those first two letters, R-E, the first words, the first letters, I'm sorry, that start retrograde and lean into activities that start with that. So we can think of renew, reorganize, rethink uh, regenerate anything that begins with those re we want to lean into it. And I think this is excellent right now because this is going to take us into January 2nd of 2024. And some people that might really kind of freak them out. Like, Oh my gosh, we're in a retrograde as we go into the new year. But I think, you know, this is especially at this time of the year, this is where I'm really thinking about my vision board and I'm looking at my vision board from 2023 thinking, okay, did I accomplish it? How would I rethink this if I wanted to put that on my board again next year? If I didn't accomplish it, like what, what, maybe what new angle do I need to take it from? So I think using all those rewords to start start reassessing how do I want to live in 2024 or reshaping how I want to think as I go into the new year. I think it's kind of cool. Well, you know, there's a fun side to Mercury, meaning Mercury is a trickster. It yep. is a trickster energy. Uh, and we could go on about that. But the idea is it came from the idea when they were just observing, obviously, people observing what's going on in the sky. Sometimes you could see Mercury, sometimes you couldn't. So it was considered a mystery planet. What was shifting? It was shifting around. So Mercury is uh, plays little tricks on us. And in the season of Elf on the Shelf, right? 
where we're talking about an elf appearing, doing something crazy, right? And then disappears and reappears, that whole thing. It's It should be a fun time for Elf on the Shelf under Mercury Retrograde. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the idea is you have to chuckle a little bit under this energy. Oh, I, I my clock, my watch stopped, my this, that. You know, we have all these little stumbling blocks that catch us. Even when we think we're really put together, we're really sharp, we're at the top of our game. Mm -hmm. And some little trigger, you know, some little tripwire, so to speak, catches us and then we, oh, Mercury retrograde. So I hope you can have a chuckle under the season. Absolutely. Uh, a little light, more lighted hearted look at it. Yeah. So with that, let's start talking about oh, Neptune. Thing, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. One more yeah. thing. Uh, December 30th, if you're born on December 30th, that means Mercury is going to retrograde on your sun, mm -hmm. basically an eight degree Capricorn. So just be aware of that. You may be more focused on this, may find more things that are, that are dangling that need to be done, completed, getting them off your desk. Uh, so there could be some pressure on uh, particularly those at the end of the year babies. Yep, I agree. So we are continuing our conversation about Neptune finishing the last year in Pisces. There is a part one to this episode that was launched last week uh, that goes through six of the signs. We're going to cover the other six signs today. Yeah. And we went through Gemini through Taurus uh, last week. We're starting with Gemini this oh, week. No, we, we went through Sagittarius. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's yeah. right. Sagittarius through Taurus. Yeah. The other way. And okay. then today we're going to start with Gemini. Yes, so absolutely. for Gemini's, this is closing out their 10th house, which puts a lot of focus on their, their public reputation. How do people see them in that public light? So I like to think of the 10th house as your LinkedIn, your handshake, your elevator pitch, the things that we kind of lead with that are more public. You wouldn't be, oh, I'm embarrassed if someone finds out because typically we're leading with these 10th house Um things all the time that's how you can't walk into a room without leading with who are you mm -hmm. right what do you do where do you live right what are you doing here right there's a there's immediate questions well i just like to remind everyone that we're talking about gemini's but we're talking about they could go back to 2010 what was the storyline how did some of these things happen there we're doing the bookend event to it all through uh 2024 so there could be something where you crossed a boundary you you fit in some place that you normally would not have been found think of elf on the shelf again i'm obsessed with it this morning here <laughs> but the idea of you know crossing over uh being taken in by a group or aligning with someone that you're going i can't believe i'm here this is happening to me so there is that kind of kind of magic a little magic in their reputation they will have this year but again it's going to mirror what the events were of 2010. yeah so either some disintegration within their public life so again things that people can see oh i no longer work there i no longer live there i'm no longer associated with that company or even too that we can go into the idea of questioning material success so this can be someone that says, maybe I don't need that title anymore. Maybe I don't need that status. And we can even go into possessions where, oh, maybe I'm going to turn in my Lexus and go, I don't know, you know, go with a Ford or something that's a little bit more economical. 
Right. Right. Uh, so there can be that disintegration as well in that public light. And my last thought is, I think this would be a great year for Neptune, for Neptune, for Gemini to do some travel, international travel, cruising, something where they can get some water type of therapy. That. Yes. Next, we're going to talk about cancer. So Neptune is closing out their solar ninth house. Of course, if you know your chart, you can also do this based off of your rising. So if you're cancer rising, you could also listen to this interpretation. Um, this energy also, I would think, would be very beneficial for them to do some long distance travel or head to remote places, exotic locations. Um, and I think because there's a learning curve that's happening with them. I would think as well that they would be very fortunate, uh, whether it's extra monies or whether it's access, a pass, an invitation. Uh, they're inviting me to speak. They're inviting me to join. Uh, maybe I'm flattered that they're offering me a position. So there is some kind of just it comes to you under this influence. Again, particularly if you take the time to go back to 2010, 2011, see what your story was at that point. It generally is some I want to say some accolade somewhere where you're standing now, maybe heads above the rest. And that could be just a lot of compliments coming in, a lot of people showing up, wishing you well. Uh, so it's to me, this is a pretty uh, lovely energy. Uh, and business-wise, it's very good for promotional materials, motivational things, letting people see who you are. And on a very broader, bigger level. So again, again, for some people, this could be just doing, I'm doing a lot more social posting. I'm letting people, I'm sharing some great experiences I'm having. Someone active in the, their career path might be really reaching out though, trying to you know, rub some shoulders with, you know, some people that might open doors for them down the road. Yeah. And if we talk about the dissolvement piece, because Neptune can be very magical, but it can also dissolve, right? There's like the higher octave and the lower octave of it. So it, this could be cancers having some kind of profound breakthrough about their thought process, something that they believe in, and maybe no longer subscribing to that, the dissolvement of long held belief systems. Mm. And we can, of course, go immediately into religion and politics. Those ones are easy to pick on. But this can also be if you've been naysaying yourself, oh, I could never do that. I could never be self-employed. And now you're saying maybe maybe I can do that. So they can be very just personal belief systems as well, things that you've held yourself to. And there can be a dissolvement in that. So you might even surprise yourself with some new thinking. Next, let's talk about Leo. Um, so Leo or Leo rising happening in that eighth house. This one puts a big focus on money. So where is the money coming from? Is money flowing to you in kind of a, a magical way, whether it's gifted monies, whether you're qualifying for monies and you're receiving it, there might not be the normal hassle that comes with the idea of all the paperwork that has to go into it. It might happen in, I think magical is the best way to say it in more of a magical way. Well, I, I think it's when sometimes, let's just say you're, um, um, you know, refinancing your mortgage and you're thinking, oh, that's a big deal. It's going to take me a lot of time to get that done. And then you make a phone call as a quick form to fill out. And it kind of happens. 
so again we're not saying mega bucks is coming to your door but we're saying there's something going on when you're doing something you perceive it as challenging you perceive it as intense i don't want to make a mistake and then it kind of someone walks you through it and it's just like that was it and i was a fearful i should have done this sooner so we have that money side of it which so i i'm kind of bullish on money issues for leo okay uh, but the other side of it might be the idea of um, uh, just being aware of sexuality, how I express myself. I, again, Neptune can kind of it kind of lean sometimes to putting on a costume, so to speak, right? Well, oh, I'm going to get some great accessories. I'm going to distinguish myself as a look, a look that I, whether it's the new iframe or what, prescription frames, so to speak, that you're getting, or whether it's, you know, something more subtle like makeup or whatever, but there's some sense of defining yourself. And again, oftentimes with a little bit more of a sexual tone to it. And um, if we go back, aging. yeah, if we go, if we combine that interpretation with what I was talking about as well, they could just be doing things that make them appear to look very wealthy. So mm, unlike yeah. the one that we spoke earlier, they could be taking their Ford and saying, I'm getting the Lexus where mm. they're upgrading or they're doing something that outwardly shows this idea of wealth that doesn't promise that you can actually afford it or that you right. need to be doing it, but the, you have the appearance of wealth. Uh, one of the kind of more serious note here, there could be more focus being placed on inheritances, on wills, on, you know, matters, estates, the end of life type of issues. You may be talking, examining, oh my gosh, uh, do you have a will? Oh, you don't. Oh my gosh, we need to get you a will, so to speak. So that discovery process of how is the paperwork set up? Uh, is the paperwork been complete? in those complex matters for virgos or virgo rising this is happening in that seventh house of partnerships so this puts a big focus on who are you in partnership with and the challenge of it could be the idea of maybe you are engaging in more long distance relationships or there's this idea of barriers in the relationship whether that's time distance workaholics things that you feel like are interfering with the relationship. Yeah, everyone may need their space under this influence. There may be more focus placed on the idea that we're doing something separately in a, particularly in a traditional type marriage, we might be doing operating a little more solo independently or giving the other freedom. Go, please enjoy yourself, have a good time. Uh, So that's one side of it. But there is another side, I think, as well, that there's a lot of focus here for Virgos for beauty and refinement this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they may be upgrading something that looks pretty good just the way it is, but they're going to a higher quality, something a little bit better. You know, like coffee makers are all the rage right now uh, with Nespresso's, all this. And I'm hearing a lot of chatter about people. Oh, I have a one it works, but I'm getting a better one, so to speak. I'm getting one that does this or that. So, uh, and again, I've had a couple of conversations with people just boasting about how excited they are about this type of transition and what they can, what they're getting. So sometimes basically needless upgrades may be occurring with Virgos just because there is something out there better, nicer, uh, cleaner, right? Uh, Let's go for it. So it's items of status, items of status, I think might be coming around Virgos. 
And if we talk about the partnership thing on the more romanticized version of it, this could be falling in love, overlooking problems within a relationship, overlooking some of the red flags and just kind of falling head over heels in love. So it can feel really nice, but we would caution if we were talking to someone with their actual chart in front of us, like don't get married under this energy. Wait till this energy lifts a little bit to make sure you can see the the true picture of what's going on because Neptune has a tendency to cloud our judgment. You know what? That's a great thing. Fall in love, go for it, but just hesitate to sign, sign the papers. Yes. To be married. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. That's a good, and that, that's we a could good say that with anything too. Like if you're think if you're listening saying, well, I'm already married, so that doesn't apply to me, but maybe you're, you're going to a new country club or you're going to a new high-end gym and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I want to sign up, right? Because it's so romanticized because this is all about partnerships. Who are you in contract yeah. with? Where are you signing the line? Or, yeah, signing your name on the line. So again, you might have a tendency to look over some of the flaws and just say, it's perfect. It's great. <laughs> Next, let's talk about Libras or Libra rising. This is happening in that sixth house of service, work, and health. Yeah, we got to talk about that health thing because this may be a lot of focus being placed on allergies or the over-the-counter meds that you're taking. Oh, supplements would be a obvious, a very natural one to basically take on another, uh, you know, another pill or or medicinal type of drink that you may be taking on. It's just natural. Uh, and you may be subscribing to... Um, certain things that you believe you, you believe in like i'm going to pick on taking a walk every day i take a walk every day i am so healthy i am getting stronger this is so good for me where you know and we hear this all the time people find something mundane mm -hmm. you know whether they're intermittent fasting whether they're walking a certain amount so many steps and they they it's it's kind of presented like this is nirvana this is it this is the easy way. I've lost this weight or I don't have this problem or that problem anymore. I, you know, I love to hear these stories, but at the same time, I'm sometimes I look and go like, you know what, that's their story that has worked there. They believe in it. And anything you believe in, it ramps it up, doesn't it? It, it does. takes it to a whole level. Then just, oh yeah, I use aspirin. But if you believe in aspirin yeah. fervently, you know what I'm saying? It's like that aspirin can cure anything. Well, I think this placement takes on a big healing energy mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't think of uh, oh, like a walk or aspirin. I don't right. think we frame it like that in our society. So the idea of finding something like mom's saying that you really believe in, you could feel like, oh, that's my healer. So I think there is a oh. lot of focus on healing the body. Again, mm -hmm. whether it's very simplistic, the ideas that mom's shared, or you're saying, oh no, I have more work to do. I am, I'm, I'm going to the doctor. I'm spending more time kind of behind the closed curtain talking about my problems, what's going on. So big focus on healing. And again, the energy meets you where you're at. So this isn't, oh, this is going to totally blindside you. Where did the whole right. this come from? Yeah. It's all been leading up to this final closing energy as we yeah. go into 2024. Yeah. Mental health, emotional health, physical health. They're all on the table. Yeah. And then I think we do need to talk a little bit about work because uh, the sixth house is how you work. It's how you serve. And so Neptune, of course, is there a dissolvement around 
oh, I'm no longer offering that type of service. I'm no longer in charge of that department. You can be clearing your schedule of things that you no longer do to serve would be an excellent one. Or maybe you're putting more focus on uh, serving, but behind the scenes. I'm working more on the behind the scenes piece, the website, um, the back of house things that sometimes it takes you out of the spotlight, I would think with Neptune. It could another another whole different angle on this could be what I'd say is like you feel I can leave now. Mm-hmm. I've always felt I had to hold on to this job for this reason. We all have reasons, but now there could be something about those bars. Let's think of a jail energy now. Bars dissolving. I'm free. I could leave. I have an op- opportunity here. So there can be a dissolvement of the work environment totally. And then last but not least, we have Scorpio or Scorpio rising. This is closing out that fifth house. So I'm having fun with that one, I think. Are you? Well, I do. I've been doing a lot of tablescaping and, you know, frivolous things that probably don't mean much to anybody else, but I've got a ton of like joy out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I'm talking about, you know, things that you would set on the table if you're going to have, have someone over. So all these little flourishes, so to speak, things that are sparkly, things that are just say joy, things that are seasonal. Uh, I'm just really kind of giving me myself permission to do it. Why not? If it makes me happy. Um, and again, I, that can, that's a dangerous line, isn't it? Very <laughs> dangerous line to say that, to walk into a store. If it makes me happy, you have to watch out. I was in something Walgreens yesterday for something, uh, picking up some photos that I had done I saw something and I'm proud to say I did leave it on the shelf, but it, was, it wasn't a, 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 a wallet buster, but I thought, do I really need that? You know, but it would look so pretty on the table. And I thought of it this morning when I'm having my breakfast, I, oh yeah, they would look really great on this table. So who knows? I may be making I a I think that means you have to go back if you're thinking about it still the next day. But... Oh, that's probably a good sign. But the point is I'm looking for fun. And I hope other Scorpios can say they're looking for their moment of bliss, their moment of fun. Uh, they're looking for somehow to accessorize their life. And the accessorizing can come onto the body, but it can go into your decor as well, where I can really see it showing up in that area. Absolutely. So that mom said it with anything that makes your heart happy. Uh, mm-hmm. This could be maybe you're going out to restaurants more, maybe you're purchasing more things, maybe you're adding more sparkle or glitter to your clothing, wearing more jewelry. Uh, It is a fun one to start accessorizing your life. And I think the other one too, is we have to throw identity into that one. I know you put just a lot of very fun spin on it, which it does Mm -hmm. have a fun spin, but there could be a reconsideration of identity, a little bit similar to what we talked about in the sixth house of work, but you could be just more worried about what is my title? What is, what am I known as? What will I be known as? Mm -hmm. So it goes into the more of the legacy piece of the work or identity. Absolutely. And children, we got to talk about children. I worry about you, Kate. I worry about Tyler. I worry about my granddaughter. (laughs) What mother doesn't? There's nothing profound, so to speak, but sometimes, you know, you're, you're watching children go through something and you're very focused and concerned about, are they going to find their way? Will they find self-help or happiness or whatever, the money they need, whatever it may be. So it can put a lot of focus. And um, and because of that, there's generally a more focus on celebrating children. Mm-hmm. We want to celebrate their success. We want to celebrate 
uh, Lincoln got something at school for reading uh, her reading ability. And, you know, it was a big deal. I got a little message about it and their picture, they're holding her plaque, so to speak. And it just made my heart just so happy to see her excelling in something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that concludes our talk on Neptune. So as we mentioned, this energy started in 2010. You've been living it this whole time. So it is also an interesting exercise to look back to say, Maybe how has that been a bigger theme since 2010? Mom and me are putting the focus on there was probably something big that happened as the energy moved in. There will probably be a bookend, another kind of big event or big focus as the energy closes out. But if you are interested in you know, learning more or doing more in-depth dive into it, you can look to see how has this theme really colored the last several years. So I'm sure this will not be the last time we will talk about it. Um, we will definitely probably be talking about it halfway through next year as we're through that energy and as yes. Neptune starts getting closer to the sign of Aries. So thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. To keep in touch with mom and me, feel free to follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Swick, or to visit our websites, visit mom's website at maryswick.com or my website at kateswick.com.